0: The big news today, of course, is that news conference that was held earlier today with Premier Jason Kenney, Health Minister Tyler Shandro, the Health, uh, the Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Dina Hinshaw. Um, a number of temporary measures put in place in an effort to try to curb the growing COVID numbers, including um, a mandatory a provincial uh, mandatory mask bylaw being put in place uh, as of tomorrow morning at eight in the at. Eight. Uh, restaurants, cafes, bars, pubs, nightclubs, other licensed establishments will be required to end alcohol uh, service at 10 o'clock. Uh, Albertans encouraged to limit in person contacts, especially those who are unvaccinated, um, urging employers to pause their plans to have staff return to work and continue instead to work from home measures. And then, of course, there was this $100 incentive to get those who have not been vaccinated vaccinated. Vaccinated. Well, I want to talk about this with Dr. Noel Gibney. Dr. Gibney is the co chair of the Strategic COVID 19 Pandemic Committee, the Edmonton Zone Medical Staff Association, and Professor Emeritus in the Department of Critical Care Medicine at the University of Alberta. Dr. Gibney, welcome back to the show. Thanks very much, Chairman. First off, your reaction to today's announcement, what you heard.
1: Well, I, I guess I. Uh... I was pleased that uh, the premier, uh, his health minister, Dr. Hinshaw and Dr. Yu finally made an appearance. I mean, that that, that, that is a start. Um, but I have to say I was disappointed by the content of the press conference, uh, and in particular the limited plans to control the ongoing surge of COVID caused by this Delta variant. Uh, I mean, the, 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 there are some good points in it, but there are some significant things that were missing. I think the, the, the good point was that, uh, that we have a provincial mask mandate that will help a little bit to, to slow the rate, but it's unfortunately this is a very transmissible uh, virus. I, I, I think the the plan to uh, have have general masking nothing in the schools other than what the school boards want mm. that, that, that really doesn't make sense if you're going to do it provincially indoors it should also be in schools
0: mm-hmm. i
1: think that the, the plan to cut off uh, drink uh, alcohol sales at uh, 10 p.m it's it's really window dressing because mm-hmm. Individuals can order lots of booze before 10 a.m. and then mm-hmm. drink it afterwards mm-hmm. because they're leaving the the, uh, the 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 pubs, bars, and clubs open. So, um,
0: so besides the uh, not having masking, um, yeah, provincial mandate to have masking in schools, what else do you do you see as, as being missing? Well, they,
1: I, mean, I think one of the things that all of the speakers emphasised today was how important vaccination is, and and also that uh, Alberta is behind when it comes to vaccination. We now have, I think, 70% of the population, of the eligible population, fully vaccinated. And you know, that would have been probably pretty good if COVID hadn't changed, but it's changed. And in order to actually slow down this uh, wave of the pandemic to any extent, we need to get up to eighty-five, ninety 90%. Wow. We have a huge way to go. And I, I, I really don't think that offering $100 for individuals who haven't been vaccinated to get their first vaccination is going to make a lot of difference are they also going to give $100 for the second one as well as mm-hmm. the first one? What would, uh, what would make a really difference need... then?
0: What would make a big difference to get more people vaccinated? I, I think the, the, the
1: big thing is what Mr. Kenney kind of danced around today despite being asked a number of questions around it. And that's, basically mandatory vaccination policies. I I think that if the provincial government was to mandate that all provincial employees, contractors, and other allied organizations like Blue Cross, all of those, et cetera, were to have to show proof of vaccination in six weeks' time, that would make a huge difference. Likewise, I think if, if it's more... Uh, businesses and organizations around the province were to bring in that kind of mandate, that would make a big difference. We know, for example, that in other jurisdictions like Ontario, uh, Quebec, and also in France, that there was a huge uptick in vaccinations when those jurisdictions brought in vaccine mandates. I I think that's really what was missing in a big way today. Uh, And I understand that the Premier really does not want to do this, But the alternative is that we let this surge really do what it is going to do, which is to surge. And and this particular wave has the potential to be like nothing we've seen before. How And so it it really is important that we we get something done here.
0: How alarmed are you at the the number of uh, surgeries and procedures being postponed in the province?
1: Well, this is a huge problem because... uh, The the numbers—we I don't think we've fully caught up on the previous backlog yet, on all of the different components, and now we have another one going in. And I mean, the 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 modeling that we've seen is is really very concerning because we know already today that all of the regular ICU beds in the province are now full. Those. Uh, the, the COVID patients, and they're approaching 120. But there's also another 70 non-COVID patients that one would normally expect to be there.
0: Uh-huh. And we
1: have 173 heading... ICU
0: beds. And we're heading into a long so weekend.
1: <laughs> we're heading into a long weekend. There are no beds. There's a couple of beds, uh, Dr. You said today, in the southern zone in Lesbridge Medicine Hat. That's a long way to fly people. Now, they're starting to open up ICU beds in areas of the hospitals that aren't ICUs. And I mean, one of the things they're going to do, though, is they're going to take uh, some of the pediatric ICUs and convert them to adults. That's not good for the kids. No. They're going to turn post-op recovery areas into ICUs. That's not good because then you have to, to cancel the surgeries. They're going to take staff to staff these new ICUs, from endoscopy, from surgery, and give them a very quick training and expect them to look after the sickest patients they've ever seen in their lives,
0: Mm.
1: that's Mm. not good for the patients.
0: Dr. Noel Gibney joining me this afternoon he's the co-chair of the strategic COVID-19 pandemic committee the Edmonton's own medical staff association you know over the past number of weeks we've been looking at the breakdown of numbers of uh, those who are in hospital with COVID those who are in hospital those who are in ICU and it it seems to have been like an 80% unvaccinated or partially vaccinated um, who who are in there but things are changing can you tell me about that today?
1: Well, what we know is, is is that the vast majority of the patients that are in I said that are in ICU 95% of the patients that are there are unvaccinated or partially vaccinated and 5% of those would have been vaccinated but typically are elderly and and with significant health problems outside of ICU in in the uh, on the general wards Mm -hmm. it's about 20% of the individuals that have been admitted have been fully vaccinated but had they not been fully vaccinated they would Mm -hmm. either be in ICU or dead at this point
0: What do you expect over the next couple of weeks, Dr. Gibney? we
1: We're looking at a really difficult time. The, uh, The cases are doubling, new cases doubling every 14 days at the moment. It's possible that some of what the government has suggested today may slow it down very slightly. Not enough. We have the risk that we may approach the critical care triage point sometime mid towards the end of September where we simply would not have any place to put ICU patients. And we may then have to make decisions as to which patients get the care and which patients are just palliated. Um, And and, and so we are approaching a situation that, that really is quite unlike what we've seen before at so early a point in this surge.
0: Dr Gibney we'll have to leave it there for right now. I want to thank you for joining me on this Friday afternoon. I always appreciate your time. Thanks for this.
1: Thanks, Jenin.
0: All right, Dr Noel Gibney checking in this afternoon again. The uh, the co-chair of the Strategic COVID-19 Pandemic Committee. He uh, with the Edmonton Zone Medical Staff Association. He is professor emeritus in the Department of the Critical Care Medicine Department at the University of Alberta.